Turn to the intertubes live from TED Active 2010. Palm Springs. Booyah, booyah, booyah. Yes, indeed. Ted Headster, Gnome Wise. And we are joined by James. James, lean forward and shout into that microphone. James Room. James. Epic last name, by the way. How many people out there have the last name Vroom? You have onomatopoeia in your last name. When we're done, you can go look that up. James, what brings you to TED? Um, my dad made me. Made you? Made me. And you hate him for having brought you to this awful place? I don't. Does this suck or not suck? It's not suck. In what way does this not suck to you? Um, I like the size of the people, so you get to uh, interact with everybody, get to know them. Now, those of you listening who have a keen ear for the human voice may detect that there's something slightly different about James compared to some of the other people we may have had in front of the microphone so far. James, how old are you? I am 11. You are 11. See, I even had it wrong. I thought you were 12. You misrepresented horribly, and we're going to end the interview now. You probably have the most epic father known to man bringing you to a TED conference at age 11. I'm yes. seeing a nodding, which doesn't play well on the radio. Yes. If this were a video interview, it would be very different, but we just do the talky-talky, not the looky-looky. And now he's doing the laffy-laffy. I've, I've gone off the rails here. Your sister that's doing this to you, she's, she's, she's causing you to go off the... Yeah, uh-huh. No help, sister. No help whatsoever. What have you seen so far, James, that is really stuck in your head? Um, I like the Daniel. He's consulting the list. Um, talking about uh, yeah, the first day. Talking about uh, happiness. The India. Uh, happiness. Meaning, this is the one. Um, talking about Rebecca. Or is that that was one that was one of the Ted U's? That was a different one. That was another one also on happiness. Yes. Remembering. Okay. Have you found it to be mostly about the talks up on the screen? Or how about the stuff in between with the people? Uh, I mean, considering, considering you've strangely, you know, some strange men have abducted you and are making you do internet radio. How's that experience going for you? Okay. Talking to the microphone. Just okay. We're old and boring. Uh, I am old and Ben. Toothbrush? Uh, um, yeah, we're in the corner of this room. In the Good Egg uh, Tinkering Lab? Yes. Um, Which we haven't talked about yet. We should. Uh, um, I made a little car of a toothbrush, battery, and a motor. Just using the components that they provided to you there to tinker with? Yes. And have you actually used said toothbrush? not. Ah, so it is an untested toothbrush design that could uh, explode? Yes. 
best designs have that potential. Very good. So, is there anything we need to give a shout out to? Um, no. No? <laughs> so, you got some friends at school that are going to strangle you when you get back saying, why didn't you give oh, me a no. shout out? He will never tell them of this. It never happened. No, there's no recording of me on the internet. All lies. Well, thank you, James, for letting us put you under the uncomfortable spotlight of, well, not spotlight, spot microphone of Internet Radio. Any final comments? Wisdom from the youth of tomorrow, or indeed the youth of today? He has nothing. (laughs) We will be back right after this. And we return to the air live from Ted Active 2010 with Ted Hedster, Gnomewise, and we are joined by another Todd. Hi there. Todd, tell us about yourself. What brings you to this Ted? Um, well, since I'm based in Tokyo, it's a bit of a ways to come. So it's the inclusion of global TEDx, TEDx organizers. That's what got me to hop on a plane, even though I'm pretty busy back in Tokyo, but having over 75 global TEDx organizers together as a subset within TEDactive is very special. Plus, TEDactive is also creating a new aspect of TED, so both are exciting. Now, you are the first person we have uh, made off with and put in this chair to mention the magical term TEDx. What is the TEDx program and why does it have you so excited? Sure. So TEDx, the X stands for independently organized. So TED allows people all over the world to be a licensee and put on their own designed and organized TEDx event. They've created a simple set of rules so that almost anyone can hold a small gathering and then for over 100 people you need to have a TEDster involved. And the idea is to spread this movement that there's clear demand for around the world in an open source way, but still protect and actually add to the brand of TED. You've said another phrase that is very near and dear to my heart, open source. Is that in the same spirit of the free and open source software movement of we will hand you the toolkit and see what you create? Pretty much. I think it's pretty close. Uh, there is actually a TEDx toolkit, but it sort of started in reverse by some of the early TEDx organizers creating things in relation to their initial sort of simple rule structure out of that joint interaction was born a toolkit that can be a resource but not but only the start and setting some design conditions for all sorts of other TEDx events some of which are types we can't even imagine yet but we will see hopefully shortly see yes now you have Uh, put on to completion a TEDx, correct? I've put on both a TEDx and other types of events, such as when TED had their global Pangea Day. Mm -hmm. We organized the community. Uh, It was a little bit tough because we drew the global 2 a.m. till 7 a.m. time slot. Oh, joy. And so having a rave all through the night is one thing, but a dark room with film playing is another, and it really separated who's the real passionate diehard and who's going to be sleeping on the job. (laughs) Um, as well as the TED Prize. When they had announced the TED Prize, it also felt like we wanted to get the people together to jointly. And I can remember 
uh, last year's winner, El Sistema, mm-hmm. was one that every time I watch, no matter how many times, I still get goosebumps. There are some TED Talks out there that you can find on TED.com that have that kind of repeat value and can are useful to going back to for inspiration repeatedly. Yeah, that one was an especially noteworthy one. I remember watching it and thinking, uh, like so many other people, it's fake. It's staged. The camera work is too good and the, the musicians are too good. But what we've later been told is that the cameramen are accustomed to working with this amazing orchestra, and they, they are that good. And it, it just looks so amazingly professional. We thought, now nah, this is this has got to be staged. Um, awesome, just totally awesome. Well, you and I have had that experience uh, when we practice martial arts, where you look at a, a, a master level person performing an intricate throw, and it looks completely fake. You say, oh, they're just the, the guy's not really attacking; he's playing along. And then you have it done to you, and all you can think is, how did I get on my back? And you realize, no, he's just really, really good. It is an epic thing to see that level of, uh, of a maestro in whatever field. And it sounds like that's what you guys witnessed last year with the prize winner, uh, El Sistema. Yes. Yes. So that you were saying that that's where groups you were getting together in Japan, uh, and but the time zone was somewhat fighting you. Definitely. So we, we're, we're in discussion about can we have a few global shifted times of playing stuff back, slightly shifted so it works for other time zones. And that was the global Pangea Day. You have also done a TEDx. What was? Did you have a theme to your particular TEDx? There is a theme, but it's just to make certain people comfortable. I understand. Because in general... It was, we were choreographing till the last moment. If an amazing speaker showed up, we're going to play them. I mean, they're going to get fit in. And so it really was, it's really about, we wanted to A, form a community just like Ted is here in America, where all the people who are the early adopters or the thought leaders sort of connect across the disciplines and also get the great stories from Japan that you don't typically see in the news out to the world, as well as have the Japanese appreciate some of the global stories that they might not otherwise be exposed to through normal media. So you have the added uh, challenge of a very different social structure in that country. Have you, you mentioned before we went on the air about the very extreme level of hierarchy. Has that worked for you or against you in trying to bring people together to share in the, in the TED spirit? Do you have to modify the TED method at all? No, well, instead of modifying the TED method, we focus on early adopters who are the more open types. But um, I wouldn't say that in Japan compared to America, the typical corporation CEO wouldn't yet see TED as a way they would spend their time. They don't typically don't get it. Gotcha. So we would be working more with the cultural creatives and a few rare CEOs that might get it. And But we really want a cross-section of every category to be mixing it up because we don't have any specific agenda except exposure to all of these great things and let people do with it what they will. Sounds very TED-ish. I'm going to go, go full Lipton on you, as I did the other day, and as our, my parting shot to you uh, interrogates you a little bit. Uh, Todd, what is your favorite word? Favorite word? Mm-hmm. Perhaps collaboration. What is your least favorite word? I'm thinking concepts instead of word. Um, 
I guess my concept of not giving a good idea even a fighting chance, that's my one pet peeve in, often in Japan. Even if an idea seems like it's got a really good chance of succeeding, they'd rather wait and see versus so, so, sidelines, sidelines. That's a good word. Yeah, sidelines, staying on the sidelines instead of active playing. Very good. What is your favorite sound or noise? I love the Japanese shamisen. What is not to love? What is your least favorite? But actually, I have to say, uh, wind in the bamboo forest. Had it came up. It, if it popped into your head, yep. then it is valid. Uh, least favorite sound or noise? A snoring roommate when I really need sleep. May I recommend foamy earplugs? Even with foam earplugs in. Wow. Still loud. Geological then. Yikes. What is your favorite curse word? Not sure I have one. What occupation other than your own would you like to attempt? I would love to be a composer. And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Taking too long. No, you're not. Some, something about uh, what I wrote down in my notebook during the second day of TED Active. This is sort of in the direction of the world I hope, and I'm hoping the current Earth is sort of a training ground for some better plane of uh, cooperative existence. So, something along the lines of, you succeeded, now here's what's next. Yes. Very good. Todd, thank you very much for taking your valuable time to talk to us. I wish you well. Thanks for having me. From one time to another. Yes.